Athlete or Podcast. We are joined today by the unsurmountable Jared Frayer. Thank you so much for coming on. I, I appreciate it. Um, first things, folks. First, how are, how are things out in Hokieville? Everything's great, man. It's great. The guys are slowly trickling back on campus. Um, weather's beautiful. Move in is a little nuts. You know, our, our small town of 30,000 just went to 60,000 real quick. And, uh, but yeah, man, it's, it's a great time in, uh, in Blacksburg, Virginia, you know, football is coming up. College football is a big part of, uh, this university. And, um, yeah, man, it's just a, it's a good time, good time to go out recruiting. It's, it's, you know, we just kind of got off a little vacation time and, um, yeah, man, fired up to be back. Um, you said, the, the town doubles in size uh, as soon as classes come back in. And then it doubles again on game day. <laughs> like, what's what's that about? Like, that, like that, if for somebody like me that grew up on the East Coast in a fairly congested area, I don't understand what that means. What does it mean for a, a town like Blacksburg to double twice a year? <laughs> Yeah, man, it's a uh, so it doubles it, <laughs> it doubles to thirty, you know, yeah. from from thirty five or whatever to seventy, and then game day throw another seventy on top of that. So it actually, I don't know, yeah, doubles, triples, quads, whatever. It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a uh, it's it's a pretty special and unique uh, community, and uh, Hokie Nation loves its college athletics, and um, you know the the culture and the the. Uh, reverberations of, of big time college athletics and, and seeing all of our teams really as a whole, the whole program, um, you know, really be super successful. It just, it just makes uh, the excitement of our, of our rabid fans already even more rabid. So um, great times in Blacksburg, you know, we just had our, our women's basketball went to the final four, both our men's and women's or softball and baseball and the college world series um, wrestling is, you know, we, we, we like to say we, we're crushing it and, uh, yeah, man, football's on the verge of, of being great again. So, yeah, exciting times. Blacksburg, like I said, great place. It's stuck right in the middle of the, you know, coming to the Appalachian Trail, Appalachian Mountains. Um, great fishing, great outdoor stuff. But, uh, you know, when when the rubber meets the road and the, the confines of Castle Coliseum, you know, on the wrestling mats and practice mats and turfs and all the – everything athletic-related uh, around here is, is uh, top-notch. So that's – it's something – to me, that's that's really interesting, and it's very obvious from an outsider's point of view that athletics is extremely important at Virginia Tech. It, it it's it's very obvious uh, from all the way across the country. That that comes with positive and not. I, I don't want to say negative, but it comes with like there's an expectation. Right. Like, so, so the importance is placed on athletics and now there's an expectation. Is that something that you felt as you walked in there or is that something that you kind of had to poke around to feel? No doubt. You know, I didn't know a whole lot about Virginia Tech when I took the job and it's crazy. We're going on our seventh year together, um, Roby, myself and, you know, the family being here in, in Blacksburg, um, didn't know a whole lot about it. Obviously, knew that that Coach Dresser had built this thing up pretty quickly with with Roby, uh, you know, as as his right hand man, um, and just you know they were fourth, you know, two years before, which is you know 
it's awesome. And that's what we're striving to get back to. I mean, we've been top 10 eight of the last 10 years, but, um, you know, getting those team trophies is kind of the next step where, where that's the, uh, you know, the vision is to be a, a team trophy team every year. And, um, you know, hopefully get lucky one year and man, we're, we're that close to being, you know, on the, on the top. So, um, yeah, you know, that's what I was looking for someone that, that had the same kind of vision as me. I was out of college wrestling for three years and, um, you know, didn't see my, really didn't see myself getting back into it until he get kind of cold called me and, and bam, man, it just, it just fit. It just felt right. And, uh, you know, we, we had the same vision in mind for the program. Um, like I said, we've been together. This is, this is by far the longest stint I've been, um, in a program. I don't see myself going anywhere anytime soon. So, um, I think the continuity of the staff of him and I now coach Brewer and coach Hyde have been, we've all been together for, um, you know, as, as a whole for about five years now. And, um, it's just been, it's been, it's been awesome, man. And that's, I strive for excellence and, and we all do as a staff. Um, and yeah, man, you put yourself in, in the, in the talks with all these teams, you know, we're, we're one of four schools to have three plus all Americans 10 years in a row. And that's us, Penn state, Iowa and Cornell. And that's, uh, that's something we take very, very seriously. And, and when we're out there recruiting and, and selling what we're trying to do here, it's all about development. And, and, you know, we might not be getting the blue chip, blue chippers, but we're going to develop them into, into, you know, looking to, looking to be on the stand as freshmen. So two freshmen, all Americans this year. So fired up for the, for the future and, and just want to take the next step with these, um, these young studs that we got in the stable. How big of an impact does being part of a school that has such a, you know, successful other sports, football, basketball, the big name sports that everybody knows about, how big of an impact does that have on your guys' recruiting? Well, I think it's finding the right kids, right? Uh, for me, I remember going through the recruiting process and it was just, that's just, you know, I grew up in big time college football atmosphere, big time college athletics. Um, you know, some people fit the the Ivy league and the, you know, the Lehigh's and the, you know, where wrestling is, is big time, big time college wrestling, but you know, you don't have the, you know, 75,000 people coming to the, coming to the, uh, football stadium on, on a, any given Sunday or Saturday. So, uh, you, you get the right ones, you know, some, some that, that, that the culture of, of, a you know, a, a, uh, and like I said, an Ivy league or, a, or a, a place like Lehigh where wrestling is, is King. Um, it's, it's, it's just finding that right fit. And I think, um, we've kind of found our, our, uh, I guess our footprint for what we're looking for. And, and, uh, you know, that's, that's the type of kids we're, we're looking for. And, and you don't know that until you get them on campus, right. You know, some kids see themselves in an urban school or a, you know, rural suburban, um, but, but big time college athletics is what Virginia tech is about. And, um, you know, finding the right fit that, you know, you're going to have a amazing college experience. Um, if you decide to, to make, uh, make Blacksburg your home. Do you, do you like, as a, like, as a coach, as a, as a guy, what do you take more pride in recruiting or developing? Oh, I want to, I want to say and hope that that's kind of where, you know, my two minds meet because man, there's nothing I love better than spending hours upon hours, just, you know, geeking out about wrestling and figuring out how we're going to win this situation. How can I finish a high crotch on the, you know, unfinishable, you know, the guys like the Sassos and the, you know, throughout the, you know, all over the, the picture of college wrestling, you know, how are we going to beat these guys or how can we get a takedown? How we can ride this guy out to, to win the, the tiebreaker. But man, I love, 
I love being out on the road. I love sitting in living rooms. Um, I love sitting, you know, not, you can go to all these tournaments and that's great. And you're watching great high school wrestling, but just to, um, have those conversations on the side with parents or, or, uh, see a kid's eyes light up when they see on the, on the corner of the mat, watching their, you know, their big match. Um, you know, that's, that's just something that I, I take pride in and, and coach Roby uses me, you know, on the, you know, I, I would say that I'm the head recruiter and, and we have the same, same like-minded. Dog, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And I enjoy it, man. I'll, I'll get on the road, you know, him and I'll do the same because he did the same thing for, for a decade, um, under dresser and, you know, split second, man, I'm looking up a flight. If it's, you know, over seven hours, if it's under seven hours, man, I'm getting in the middle car and, and heading, heading wherever. So, um, I love it. I, I take great pride in it. And, uh, you know, building this, this program is, is, uh, what it's all about and, and getting those, the right guys, the right fits, um, is, is awesome. And really it's, we're, I didn't know much about Virginia Tech, but the more I know now, just how close unbelievable wrestling is, you know, it stinks. We're not in Nevada touching California, but our footprint, as far as the New Jersey, you know, the, the Pennsylvania, the Ohio, um, and then all of the South is uh is is pretty unique and i can get to just about anywhere where there's monster college wrestling or high school wrestling going on within six hours so that's that's great that's great and unique as well how might uh a high school kid who's you know working his way and looking to to wrestle in college get on your radar who may be on the west coast and may not be in your your general geographic targets um, and yeah, that is, I mean, it's hard, it's hard. You, you gotta be able to, you know, if you're not wrestling the Fargo's or the super 32s or the, you know, the Ironmans or, the, um, you know, this, this elite eight duels is becoming, you know, bigger and bigger each year. Um, you, you know, you have, there's gotta be something where, you know, I'm a big social media guy. I don't post a lot, but I, I follow it pretty, pretty strongly. And, you know, a guy shoots me a DM and you start that conversation. Um, you know, I'm going to start watching, you know, the emails are here and there. Um, I think that used to be the, the big way to, to get on guys' radars, but, um, you know, popping into my DMS is kind of, it's pretty wild. You know, you can jump on, then you can go follow that kid, see what he's done in the past, what he talks about, what he, you know, who he's, you know, what kind of kid he is. And then, uh, bam, it can, it can happen real quick. So, uh, um, I, I'd imagine that's probably the, the best way to get on, on my, if you're not, you're a, a West guy that we haven't already ch- ch- chatted in the past, that's, that's probably the easiest way for, for me to get in contact with guys or vice versa. Well, so now, okay, you are opening up Pandora's box here. <laughs> uh, and I don't mean that in terms of like, you're going to get a thousand DMs, but I am saying that some of these kids might DM you or, or another um, major institutions coach mm-hmm. and get a hold of you. Uh, and now all of a sudden you follow them, but, some of those kids might not want that all the time. Some of the, so is there anything that you look for on social that kind of is either a big red flag on a kid or is something that you look for that, that is like, Oh, this kid is for real. Uh, you know, I, maybe, maybe he deserves another look. Um, you know, usually they're not reaching out if they know they got something to, something to hide, I guess. But, uh, but yeah, man, I do my due diligence. I'm going to, you know, talk to their high school coach and usually there's some, you know, this, this wrestling world is, is a lot smaller than the, the Kevin Bacon world. But, uh, so I can, I can figure out real quick what, you know, 
how to how to get some backstory on the kid and then go back you know it's it's you know you guys know how easy it is to to resource stuff and find find matches and you know there's there's not a whole lot that these kids are going to be posting on their social media they're they're pretty savvy these days and um if they if they really want to be rest the next level and they're contacting me you know out of the blue that's they they should have their stuff buttoned up if not it's a, it's a pretty easy conversation <laughs> Um, what about red flags that you see on the recruiting trail? You know, one of the things that we talked about with um, Chewy was he said when when a parent answers the questions for the kid, when the kid doesn't speak, that's a major red flag. Are there any other ones that you can think of that like they kind of prick your your ears up and like, oh, that's not good? Um. Yeah, especially, you know, especially early on, it's hard to, you know, these kids are pretty, you know, like I said, they're, they're on these, these, these dang devices constantly. So, you know, you have to pull them out of their shell. It's going to take two or three meetings. Um, so you do see that you do see kind of the parents taking on the conversation a little bit and that, you know, we want to hear from the kid. Um, but, but I get it. And, uh, yeah, the, uh, on the competition side, the the semi slide always hurts a little bit um yeah you know or they're just not you know they're not really given to and and, you know you're gonna lose your match on the backside i've you know i've done my share of you know being frustrated i didn't get to but you know for the longest time virginia tech was built on third place guys guys that wrestled their butt off in the constellation rounds and and figured out how to get to the get to the constellation final and, and win that match and that's you know that tells that tells you a whole heck of a lot about a kid um, if they're willing to, to grind it out and come to the backside. Um, so yeah, man, that's, that's kind of a, a big thing for us when we always, will always go to the constellation rounds and see who to third. Um, I think that goes a long way for us and you show that they have a love for the game and they're competitive and, you know, they just, so they couldn't, they couldn't get it done in the semis or the quarters or whatnot. So, um, that's, that's a big selling point for us. Um, watching these kids go out and, and scrap on the backside. You, you, a, a couple of, I, so there's, there's like a couple different ways that I want to go. And I, since we're still talking about coaching, we'll go with that first. You talk about getting a trophy, right? And, and like, that's something that Virginia Tech has had in the past, but it hasn't been on the top of the podium yet. What has to happen? You, you, you've seen it, like, you know what it takes, what has to happen? Cause fourth and first is a, it's a jump. It's a jump, man. Um, what has to like? What has to be going right for a team like Virginia Tech to to take a step from fourth to first? Well, I mean, we got to be incredibly lucky. I mean, it's better to be lucky than good some days, and and that's that goes a long ways. Um, you know, a lot of things need to happen, and and you know, you know, this is one of those years that. Obviously, the Nittany Lions got a pretty loaded lineup, and it's going to be—they're going to be tough to beat. But there's a lot of there's a lot of components going on, right? It's it's an Olympic year, you know. Who's taking Olympic red shirts? Who's not going to be there? Um, you know, we got five guys that are ranked in the top five in the country. So you go in with that with that kind of talent, five returning All Americans. Um, you know, things things go right, and they end up in the in the finals in the NCAA tournament. You got four or five guys in the finals, then. Now you're, now you're looking talking. at it, yeah. right? Now you now you're talking. Now you're in the conversation. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, I like I like our guys. I like what we got. You know, you need, you know, five guys aren't going to do it. You need 
you know, you need some, some, some help from, from those other five weight classes, which we do. We have a, we have a solid, solid lineup, you know, only, I guess only one weight class. We don't have a returning guy coming back at. Um, so, you know, we need to score points in those, you know, those guys got to make it to the, to the, uh, the placing round. So yeah, it's, it's going to be, this is a year that we, you know, have invested a lot into and, and are excited about, and it's still a young team. We'll have two graduating seniors and we like our, our freshman class coming in. That's going to, that's going to backfill some of those positions. You know, the, the same, they're the Sonny Sassos and the Jimmy Mullins and um, Rafi, the Cipollito kid is, is something special. So Cipolito. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, he's tough. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of luck, just like, you know, there's some kids that have won the NCAA tournament that wouldn't have placed, you know, the next year, the year prior. So it, it takes some luck. It takes some, some attrition and, and uh, you know, we got to just, concentrate on ourselves and, and let the, you know, let the ball, you know, lie where, where it may. Um, as an athlete, you were more of a, a highlight real type of wrestler at times. You also have athletes like that on your team right now. You know, it's funny, Virginia tech for me, you know, while, while dresser was there, it was a little bit more of a predictable product. Um, now that Roby's taken over and you guys have, he's, it, it seems to me, and again, this is outsider looking in, it seems to me that there's less of a very, um, you can't put a, a Virginia Tech athlete in a box anymore. Right. Okay. Because Makai Lewis wrestles extremely differently than Bryce Andoni. And I'm, <laughs> like, I, I don't know that they could be more polar opposites in, in terms of wrestling style. Do you gravitate as a coach? Do you gravitate towards athletes that have a similar mindset, skill set, and wrestling style than that you did? Or do you gravitate towards just a, a chunk of like, okay, I'm the middleweight guy or I'm the lightweight guy or whatever? Um those those guys definitely perk my ears up a little bit more. You know, the guys that are that that fall into you know situations where there's a bunch of points that could come um come in a quick in an instant um but also you know i'm my guys are the guys that are going to go out and, and i think roby's as well who's going to score the next point you know I'm, i want to keep scoring i want to score the next one the next one the next one um you know and like you said you know makai lewis and bryce and donian are as freak athlete as you can get both mm -hmm. of them and and they wrestle completely completely different completely. i mean you got you know bryce andoni and caleb henson um completely different but they're always looking to score the next point you know in different in different um different ways so um yeah you know they're both you know a guy like bryce and caleb who i you know work with on a, on a daily basis um sometimes multiple times a day they uh you know they're always looking to score you know and a lot of times they get scored on because they're looking to score um but they are they are students of the game. Um, their their whole goal in life this next two hundred and fifty six days is to win an NCAA title, and um, that's the, those are the guys that I just gravitate towards. And um, we got as we have as many of those guys on our team that, than we've ever had. So um, the culture is great. Things are only getting better, um, and you know it's it we're. We're coming off of a. We took about two weeks off after a five-week training cycle, and these guys are just kind of getting back on campus. And we had probably nine of the ten starters in in the room today, um, working out and fine-tuning some skills. And um, you know, when there's just a 
it's just open. You know, everybody's moving in, um, and they're just they're just coming in on a common time, wanting to wanting to get better. So it's it's a pretty pretty awesome situation. And man, I'm just uh, I'm blessed to be a part of of what's going on here. Um, you know, we I think um, this three point takedown thing. Nobody knows yet, right? Like right. obviously, we haven't seen yet, right? So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna reserve judgment. Okay. Um, that said, though, a lot of people have said that it 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 is the 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 thought process behind it is to encourage off. But you get a guy like Andonian, okay, and you you get him to go, you know two unders or two overs and he goes for three on a takedown for four on on near fall points seven points is a lot of points to put up on one technique which he has all the capability of doing so i think about that in my head and i think that that was the initial thought okay for the three-point takedown now that said let's talk about a guy like makai lewis who if you get his leg in the air congratulations you have done absolutely nothing you you know you've literally you've got one tenth of a takedown congratulations so a guy like that who can houdini his way out of situations and then sometimes sneak a three-pointer and then brick it up like brick it up you can't score on makai lewis with a leg like right you know it's impossible i almost think that it's going to help defensive wrestling a lot more than people are talking about is this something that you've kind of you and their staff have kind of mulled over in the in the office at all definitely you know it's it's and like you said you know we don't know till we know right. um i think you know as long as as long as our mindset of our guys don't change you know we've been typically a team that that gets the takedown um if it's going to come down to a ride out or um you know overtime something or other riding time um, you know, our, our track record isn't near as good as going out and get it, getting a, uh, a takedown. So I think that's why we have the most success at NCAA tournament, right? We, we gauge everything on, on that third weekend in March. And, uh, and so our goal is to get takedowns. And if we don't win a, a dual meet, cause we didn't get a takedown. Well, we're, you know, we're going back to the drawing board and figuring out how we're going to score points, you know, ride outs and, and how we're going to win on riding time and, that's that's not what we're about. We're about going out and getting getting to the legs, getting a takedown. Um, so, you know, obviously it's gonna it's gonna change some things. Three point three to one is a lot different than two to one. Um, and you know, you have you know two two stalling calls to give, and you're still you're still safe. So, um, yeah, you can see it go both ways. You can also see some pretty fast tech falls. <laughs> you know, yeah, seven, first period are gonna go up for yep. sure. Yeah. With a three minute first period and you gotta go feet to back twice and then get a take. Yeah. Yeah. I mean yep. that's 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 very it's doable. Good. It's very doable, no doubt. And you know, and I think, you know, for a guy like Bryce, who's you know, he's keen to giving up a lot, he'll go get a lot of takedowns and quickly, but he's also uh he goes so hard that a lot of times he gives a lot of reversals. So you go, you know, he's gonna have a lot of quick four twos where he gets the takedown. He gets reversed, which the whole the whole reversal is is less than a takedown. It's, that's kind of that's going to throw us off for a little bit too, man. You, you think you're 
you think you're tied up, but you're actually losing by one and, and you get the escape. Now you're down by two. So it's uh, it's going to be a fun, you know, it's gonna be tough to say three instead of two, but, uh, but yeah, man, I'm, I, I'm, I'm ja- real thing too. Like, <laughs> like my wife does not understand that. Be like, you know, she's like, so what? Everyone just has CL three now. I'm like, no, you don't get it. You don't get it. It's just, it's just, it, it feels weird. I don't know. It does. It feels weird. We did some simulation matches at the end of our training cycle, and you know, the whole time I'm yelling two or giving two. I'm the referee, and like. Right here, it's three. I was like, I'm sorry. Whatever. Yes. You know what I meant. (laughs) Okay. You talked about the third weekend in March. Let's talk about the first weekend in March because the ACC has, I don't even want to say low key. It is basically kind of cemented itself as the second best conference in the country. Um, No doubt. No doubt. And it, and it, like, Yes, Virginia Tech, yes, NC State, for sure, those programs have kind of cemented themselves in, as perennials. But now you got to deal with Pitt. Now you, I mean, Coleman did a great job, as we talked right. about earlier, did a great job at UNC. Like, all of a sudden, like, i got to worry about Pitt now again, too? Jeez Louise. Tell me what it's like seeing – now, you've been there for, what, nine years? Is that, is that what you said? Going on my seventh. Seven, sorry. So seven years. In about that time, you've seen a a major uptick in the ACC. Talk to me about what it's like when you started at Virginia Tech compared to what it's like now at the ACC. No doubt, man. This is this is uh, it's an unbelievable conference. Um, It's fun to you know tell recruits sit in parent or you know living rooms and and let them know that you know some of the statistics that that are coming out of this conference. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty surreal. And, you know, to see, you know, obviously at UNC, you know, they're, they're, they're sneaking up on, you know, they, they're two and three all Americans each year and, and putting guys in CA finals, winning in state titles, um, you know, Pitt having Bonacorsi and, you know, the whole crew that's, that's up there, um, just doing a, you know, an awesome job and, and, uh, you know, the obvious NC state, you know, Pat pop does, does a phenomenal job there and there with coach hall. And, um, you know, they're going to always be, chopping at our heels and, and vice versa for us. So, um, yeah, man, it's, it's been fun. And, you know, in UVA, they'll have a couple of sneaky guys at the, you know, at the end that, you know, um, all the, all the way around, um, you know, we're, we're, we're just, you know, Duke's, Duke's going to have their, their guys at the end as well. So, um, we're, we're, uh, it's, it's an awesome, awesome situation. Um, you know, I wish the six would go to eight or 10 at some point, but, um, you know, and, and you never know about that with this whole realignment stuff, you know, it could change tomorrow. But uh, right now, this the six schools are are awesome. Um, we 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 make each other better. That that January February we're wrestling every Friday night. Um, it's pretty special. It's pretty awesome. You know, it was something to look forward to, especially in COVID when you know we were the only thing going on on Friday nights. And um, I think it was it was special for the community and um, you know brought brought more fans. You know, we're averaging. We're averaging a little over forty five hundred a duel. Um, had sixty five hundred for the NC State match, and we'll have. We hope to pack the place for uh, for Ohio State at home next year. So, um, yeah, man, just a, just a great group of coaches and and athletes, and um, just this area. You know, you're an East Coast guy. You know that the, the high school wrestling is is superb um, and super concentrated out here. So, um, just fired up to keep those guys here. Um, understanding that, man, you don't you don't have to go to a Big Ten um, program to have a and, you know, an awesome match every single weekend. I mean, I think there was a couple weights that were 
you know, there was three or four guys that ended up being all Americans in the same way. So, um, yeah, excited for the, for the ACC, um, you know, pumped for, for Coleman to go back out to Stillwater, but, uh, yeah, Ramos this year is going to do an awesome job and, um, all across the, all across the board within, you know, we're within four hours, every school and, um, awesome wrestling in the conference. Uh, one of the things you you kind of talked about or we were just talking about was you know the different types of wrestlers that you have you know on your team um and now it seems like with technology and everything that training has become so much more personalized to the athlete right mm -hmm. um how do you guys balance practice and skill development with so many different types of wrestlers yeah the way we awesome awesome question joel um the way we kind of go about it is you know our our practices you know, we'll practice as a team together four, sometimes five times a week. And those four or five times are, you know, fairly cookie cutter, right? It's the, it's the same practice across the board. You know, sometimes we'll split practice, but pretty much have the same practice. Um, doing the same drill sets, the same technical areas and the same live wrestling and, and uh, conditioning type stuff. Um, two days a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays, we have um, kind of our individual workouts. So we're, we're, um, whatever, whatever guy is closely related to, to whether it's a weight class, um, similar wrestling style, or just, you know, there's a position that, that Roby wants to really work with, with Bryce, like this morning, there was something they, they wanted to go over. So they spent, you know, 45 minutes to an hour going over that position. So, um, those Tuesdays and Thursdays are typically the days that we really, you know, break down. We watch film together, um, you know, kind of do a more of a specific, practice for those guys. And, and a lot of times we'll match two guys up and um, kind of go over that same, those same positions. So it allows us to kind of build on top of what we're doing in the cookie cutter type practices, but also just kind of enhance, get these guys prepared for whoever's coming up or just, um, you know, get these guys better on, on an individual basis. It, interesting because, you know, a lot of, a lot of coaches now, are in charge of skill development for athletes that are pretty skillful right um how much of your how much of your day how much of your week is 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 building skills in your athletes or as opposed to you know just getting better at one area <clears throat> In, in in terms of like okay we got a we got Bonacorsi coming up next week he's a thumb gun on top like we got to deal with that but how how much of your day or or week is kind of built towards skill to all around skill development as opposed to focalized yeah no I think you know that's the great thing about a the continuity of the staff um, and b the um, the individual workouts, you know, where we know we have our, you know, I have my four or five guys, three or four guys, you know, hot has three or four, typically the, the bigger guys where he can focus on those matches coming up or, or what he's seen in the, in the practices, um, you know, all our, all our practices are videoed. So all our guys can go back and watch the practice coaches can go back, figure out, you know, Hey, say go to, go to our one fifteen thirty second. you know, you got, you got smoked on this, on this takedown. Let's, let's, let's work on that position. Um, so I think that's, you know, that's typically the skill development and, and we're focused on those three or four guys that are, um, especially during the season where we can really, bam, everything is 
focused and concentrated on on how they're going to get better. And a lot of times, right? It's it's yeah, at this level with some of the you know the high level guys, it's uh, you know it's conditioning, it's weight maintenance, it's um, you know some of the you know the mental the mental toughness. Um, and a lot of times, it's it's the recovery, right? I mean, we have we have guys that that in the past were just kill themselves over training and it would hurt them in the process. Um, it may not hurt them in February, but come March it's going to. So, you know, making them take the afternoon off, making them get in the cold tub for, you know, some contrast back and forth in the sauna, uh, cold tub or, you know, whatever the case may be, get them to yoga. Um, so a lot of it is, you know, gaining that trust with our athletes, um, having that loyalty back and forth and allowing them to, um, for us to just focus on the, each and every individual and what their, their needs are. So, um, pretty cool. We just got, um, from the UFC, we got Clint Wadenberg, two-time All-American for Cornell. Dude was two-time U.S. national team member, was just the head of nutrition and, and diet for the UFC. Just came over, just took over the head nutrition and diet, um, for, for our athletic department. So brand new hire, been here like two weeks. It's going to be a game changer for the whole department, but especially for wrestling. He's just, he's probably the best in the world at, um, combat sports and getting guys ready to go the whole, you know, the whole system of, um, not only the diet part and the nutrition, the supplements, all that good stuff, but also, you know, the guys, you know, oxygen levels and the whole nine yards stuff that, that is, you know, you can't even measure. And it's going to just take us, you know, for the guys that are going to buy into it are going to take us to another level. So we're just, we're fired up about the hire. Um, he's just, on, just been on campus the first, I guess, two weeks now. And, um, just, a, just going to be another, Another big uh, niche in our uh, resource tool bag. Dude, that when you talk about the arms race, right? Like, like a guys talk about the arms race when it comes to like, okay, we have this many guys in the RTC, we have this type of facility, we have this locker room. We, have, I think that's next, man. I really do. I think that that is next. You see Penn State working with the training lab, and you see like this, like you have to have your nutrition dialed in, and yep. it's not when we say nutrition. I shouldn't even say it's just nutrition because it has the food intake is just 30% of it, right? Like you're talking right. about the rehab and, and the prehab and the recovery, man. Oh man. It's these guys have this down to a science and thank goodness that there are institutions like Virginia tech that have enough money that can support and utilize it for the sport of wrestling that's i mean that's it's a luxury that we are now finding far more common and that's really really cool to me but no doubt it's like that jared Frayer. <laughs> <laughs> something tells me back when you were in a different uh set of colors um maybe no, yeah, we're we're crushing iced oatmeal cookies. That was our power bars. That was the, my coach used to call it the poor man power bar. And uh, yeah, man, it was. But but so, wait, wait, how, how how honestly, if I would have told you in two thousand and twelve, which by the way, are you the last guy to make a team while having a coaching job? I'd have to go back and look, but I, I, I've gone back and I'm just saying I'm a nerd <laughs> and I'm pretty sure you're the last guy to actually have a full-time. I think so. Job. I think so, man. That it's this RTC gig is pretty, pretty sweet. And it, 
I don't know how much. Could have used that back in the day. I don't know how I saved up a bunch of money to go to the training center for two years. And, um, you know, so, you know, I actually wrestled better when I had a job. So I don't know if the RTC gig would have, would have been, you know, that much helpful to me, but, uh, but yeah, man, it's, it's, it's pretty cool for these guys. And, you know, the the bad part about it is with this NIL stuff, it's probably going to go, go away real quick because there's only so much rest wrestling money out there that can, uh, you know, go to these institutions, which, which is sad. It's, it's something I don't, uh, again, I still, I actually, with the NIL stuff, I, I'm not even going to touch it. Cause again, I want to have, <laughs> no, and, I, and not because like I, I'm like pro or, you know, I'm not for or against it. I, I'm just saying, I want 10 years of data before I even make an opinion on this. Like, cause it's, it's gonna, it's gonna change a lot. Cause we, yeah. What we didn't really draw into the equation was COVID and like a sixth year and all these kids are graduating and like they're graduating from school, but they still have eligibility. So that, that it's jumping the numbers up. Like it's definitely going to slow down. You're right. It, it's, it has to, right? Like there's just the, it's just unsustainable at the place that it is right now. But since we're on the subject, gut feeling right now is nil good for wrestling or not it is good for the wrestlers (laughs) (laughs) is it good for wrestling man it's not good i mean in my in my honest opinion day or year three of nil and you know our model of success um in the last you know, whenever Zeke got this going, um, it's, uh, it's gonna, it's gonna bleed. It's gonna bleed schools dry. And, uh, you know, and that, that, you know, it's just gonna be, it's gonna be difficult to have, you know, pay guys to, to train at the next level for, for goals and dreams they've had forever. And, you know, our job is to, to put guys on the podium and, and win NCAA team trophies. Um, as much as I love international wrestling and I want my guys to succeed at the next level, um, I gotta, you know, make sure, make sure our guys are taken care of. So they're not getting poached to take, you know, to go somewhere else. So, you know, that's, that's our main goal is make sure our guys are, are happy here. And, you know, I, I know that they are, um, but just to, you know, take care of them the way they should be taken care of, um, through this NIL era of college athletics. It's a, it's a minefield. Yeah. I I do not. I talked about this with, with Joel. I don't envy any of you. <laughs> it's just, it's tough, man. It's it's a, because you have to go to a, like, so 20 years ago, you went to a donor and asked for money for the program. 10 years ago, you went to a donor again, second time during the year and asked for money for the RTC. Well, now you got to go back to them every four months <laughs> and say, I need more money for this. And that that's taxing on a relationship that you have with a donor. And like you said, the resources are simply finite. There, There's not an infinite amount of money in this sport. So in your estimation, you think that the RTC, because it doesn't, because it doesn't directly affect the college team 
you think that'll be the first thing to go? For for mid-level and lower-level schools like ourselves, yeah. You know, as far as going out and, you know, three years ago we had James Green, we had Ty Wallace, we had um, Tyler Graff. You know, we're paying them all a salary to, to, to you know, make those world teams and, and win U.S. Open titles. Um, and now it's, you know, a lot of that, you know, a vast majority of that money is that our donors are taking care of, um, you know, our guys that are, that are uh, you know, on the squad and, and, and have an NIL opportunities. So, um, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a fine line. And, you know, we're, we're all about making sure our guys now are going to stay here. You know, the guys that like Makai Lewis and Bryce Andoni that have, have already had, you know, great success on the international level, um, you know, to make sure they're taken care of by our RTC um, once they leave here. So um, I think that it's going to go more to the guys that are, you know, coming through the the program and giving them an opportunity post-grad. Like, it, like I think that that's how it was intentionally, you know, meant, meant to do in the first place. But, you know, to, for our guys to train with James Green for two years, forget about it, man. It was an unbelievable opportunity. He's an amazing um, technician in the room, amazing um, guy for our guys to kind of, you know, be mentored by amazing husband, you know, the whole nine yards. And now he's, now he's a uh, corn husker officially. So, uh, so yeah, but, but, you know, that's, that's the type of guys that we were excited to, you know, slide to their DMs and say, Hey man, would you be, have you any, would you, would you think about coming to Blacksburg and checking us out to just train our RTC? That's, that's the, that's the exciting thing about an RTC and having that, you know, that, that amount of money to try and find guys that want to train with you guys and be, be coached by us. And um, so that's, that we kind of lose that excitement, but, uh, but man, I'm fired up for these guys that, that can win, win some NCAA titles. And then, you know, let's go, let's go find some world titles. Have you guys had to re-recruit any of the athletes that are already on your team? Not, no. I mean, I imagine it'll come at some point. Um, but, uh, you know, at, for, for a little bit that I think Makai was kind of trying to figure out if he wanted to come back for his last year. So recruiting him and, you know, that not that it, it didn't take a whole lot, but um, not that he was going to leave or go anywhere else. It was more just, you know, moving on to the workforce. Um, but, uh, but yeah, man, it's been, like I said, we have an amazing trust in between coach and athlete um, here at the moment. And I think we're, we're bringing in the right guys culture wise. Um, so yeah, no, we haven't, you know, knock on wood or, you know, there hasn't been anybody that's, that's coming and, and tried to, to steal any of our guys, but I know it's happening and, and, you know, eventually I'm sure it will. Cause we're, you know, we're not, like I said, we're not in the big 10, we're not Penn state, Iowa, you know, some of the bigger, bigger franchises around, but uh, man, we're going to, we're chomping at their heels trying to, trying to get to that point. I think, um, you know, you, you say you're not in the big 10 and there's, there's really, there's three or four brands out there, right? Um, there's Iowa, there's Oklahoma State, there's Penn State, I mean, Minnesota to a smaller degree, but I, Virginia Tech is knocking on that door to 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 kind of kick in the door to to the for the ACC. I, I think um, mm -hmm. is that something that that you guys, Roby and staff have have kind of thought about and put any because he's not like Roby's not like a branding kind of guy. Like I mean, maybe Dresser was a little bit more. But Roby's not like a yeah. Let's get this on social right away. Right. <laughs> it's not. He, that he, he wish he wish we didn't have any socials. Trust right. me. 
but yeah, uh, so, but, but yeah, no, it's you know, but, it's but you do do a good job, like like so the, the school and the, more specifically the wrestling program, you do do a very good job of branding hokey wrestling, right, right, and it's something that you know he knows is needed. He knows you know as much as you don't like what's going on, you got to change with the times um, and, and and be better. Um, than most just because, you know, to get ourselves in that conversation with those top tier teams, um, you have to be in that conversation on every aspect, you know, not just the, the, the wrestling part of it. Um, so, you know, we take great pride, you know, Ethan Aguirre does a great job on our, on our social media platform. Um, and, you know, we're always up there and, you know, whatever the, the algorithm is there. So, uh, so yeah, man, it's, it, it, you know, I, I, we're excited to be in a conversation with the, you know, the Cornells and the, you know, the right there, the, you know, nipping on the, on the, you know, and as long as we can get there on the wrestling mat, you know, we don't really care, you know, what, what conversation we're in. So um, just excited to continue to build this, build this culture and sell this culture to, to these, you know, someday we're going to be starting to start, we're going to start getting these, um, these blue chippers and, and uh, you know, we got to continue to develop those guys. Um, so we are, you know, top four and, 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 getting close to that, being on top of that podium on Saturday night. All right. What do you got, Joel? We're going to bring it home here with the magic wand question soon. <laughs> uh, I was as somebody who is into branding. Like, is there, is any, is there anything you guys are actively doing to think about how do you, how do you get in the conversation with, uh, you know, Penn state, Iowa? Um, yeah, no, I think we're, I think we're doing a great job. Um, I think, um, you know, this is home is kind of the brand for the, for the athletic department and, um, you know, getting, once you, we're going to be in the conversation with every single recruit, if we can get them on campus, um, this is a special place. Um, it's, it's small, but it's vibrant and active and exciting. And, um, like I said, the fans are rabid. So, um, and we have the resources to win. And, you know, obviously pushing Makai through the, to, to the, to the national title, um, in, in 20, whenever that was 2019, gosh, it's been too long, but, uh, no, it was, it was a, might as well be a millennia ago. Right. Right. So much has gone in between here and now, but, uh, but yeah, man, just to see that it's been done and, and we got a bunch of guys, like I said, that are, that are chomping at the bit, um, you know, that, that, you know, 2024 is going to be a big year for us. So. Yeah, man, I think that was kind of the the big push that we didn't have one NCAA title um, in the sport of wrestling until Makai did it, and uh, now it's time to get the second and third and, and get get some guys with multiples. So um, it's it's exciting, man. And like I said, this is home is our is our motto. And um, once we can get them on campus, because we push hard for those for those official visits, and um, and then we tend to have have a really good track record once we get them on campus. So. Um, it's exciting time right now getting to know these kids, these 2025 um, classes, and uh, and we got some got some fun ones on the line, and hopefully we can get them get them on campus and and show them what this is all about. All right, Jared Prayer. Last Let's question. Go. Let's go. You ready? Probably not. You have a magic wand, mm -hmm. and you could change one thing about wrestling. What would it be? Gosh. It's a, uh, it's a good question. It's a good question. Um, man, I've been doing, I've been watching a lot of wrestling. So, you know, and I don't, you know, everyone wants the the topic of one form of wrestling. And I just don't think that's the answer. You know, I love college wrestling. I love the, the, the way the rules are. I, you know, it's, but 
I grew up on freestyle wrestling, so I love freestyle wrestling. And I knew I'd always, you know, my Olympic aspirations came before any wrestling in college because there was no college wrestling in Florida. So there you go. There's there's what I want. I want big time college wrestling in the SEC. Um, I want the state of Texas to get a big old college wrestling uh, institution. Um, so there you go. I want the state of Florida or the SEC. Just get get Alabama, get um, Florida, Florida State. You know, let's. Yeah, I love, I love that. I love that. I mean, I want to go. I want to coach. My my goal, and when I went to University of Oklahoma, which you know, OU Texas is like the biggest game, the biggest rivalry in college football for me. And uh, but man, my whole goal is to start a program at the University of Texas. You know, and that that would be pretty awesome. That would be like the tip of the iceberg. That'd be pretty cool. That dude, UT needs a team in a big bad way because nothing for nothing. People don't realize, like, first of all, wrestling in the state of Texas is brand spanking new. They didn't have high school wrestling until I think it was 2000 or 2001, right? Yeah. So, like, what, what you're talking about, and, and, like, people are like, oh, well, they should just be good. No, 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 hold tight. Like, all the like, – out east, everybody's grandfather wrestled and their father wrestled, and you just do because that's the way it works that didn't occur in in texas you know everyone in oklahoma everyone in oklahoma if if you said to them did your dad wrestle yes did my your uncles wrestle yes of course but that didn't happen in texas that's starting to happen that's you know it, it's going to take two generations for this to really catch on and for that for the ut admin to go all right well, well now we kind of gotta you know? yeah yeah, so, no doubt. And, we'll, and maybe it's, we'll it's, just them into it. It's such a big legacy state, too, right? I mean, these kids yeah. are they're a buck twenty, and they're thinking they're going to, you know, play for the for the the Horn Frogs on a Saturday night. You're like, dude, what are you doing? You're a wrestler. Why are you playing? You know, well, my dad played football. My grandfather played football at TCU or whatever. It's yeah, it's it's uh, man, it's it's exciting. I you know I have family down there in Dallas now, so we're there quite a bit, and um, you know, I spent a lot of time down there, obviously with being in Oklahoma. So, um, yeah, man, it would be, it'd be pretty cool to, to see, you know, one of these major institutions just say, all right, it's time. And, uh, you know, not too far along ago, this, this place was, you know, about ready to drop. And it just took one guy to say, Hey man, we can win some conference tournaments or titles in wrestling. If we just put some money into it and guess what happened? It was, it turned into, let's hire a, a, a young high school coach a named Kevin, coach. Kevin Dresser. I'm a high school coach. <laughs> Let's yeah. hire. Uh, okay, we're, that's what we're gonna do. All right, and he yep. did. He made it work. Yep. God bless him. Yep. Uh, and Roby too, like because Roby had to had to buy in to, yeah. to what Dresser was doing. Yeah. Right. And he, like, you know, he was a head coach and took took the assistant job here. Yeah, so. he had to Good. buy in in a big way. Like that's it's it's uh, yeah. You guys are doing a good job in Blacksburg, and, and it's it's appreciated all the way across the country, and and. Um, how can people, if they they need to get a hold of you on social, they want to DM you and tell tell them tell you about their third place finish at the Afton Quadrangular? I can't wait! I can't wait! You? Bring it on! Bring it on! <laughs> Let's do this! All right. Well, yeah, man. We we appreciate you guys and all you do. And man, I, I need to get out to the Poway and and uh, you know come check out some wrestling. You tell me when, and you're more right. your brother. All right. Joel Shaw, anything else before we go? That's going to do it. Thanks so much for coming on, Jared. Yeah, man. Thanks for doing this, guys.
All right. Appreciate you, Jerry. I'll talk to you soon, bro. All right, buddy. Thanks. Thanks.